Hi, this is Pam and this is Must Love Food. Thanks for joining me today. Uh, we are going to, we're in, we're in winter. I don't know where you are, but where we are, it is cold. And that means we are thinking soups and um, anything that will take the chill off. Uh, February is um, a time when people celebrate their main squeeze. It's Valentine's Day. There's uh, Today is Chinese New Year. I think it's Year of the Tiger. Maybe I'm wrong. I'm not sure about that. Um, tomorrow's um, Groundhog Day. So eat the same thing again and again. <laughs> really, we're going to talk about soups. And I've got uh, Robin, John, and Maddie with me. And uh, I don't know about you guys, but I have been on a soup kick for the last month. I really, it's just, it's the only thing that brings me comfort. <laughs> and uh, soups of all kinds. Um, and chilies. I'm actually in the midst of, uh, I started, uh, I soaked beans yesterday and cooked those up and I'm about to, or to this evening, I'm going to make chili, made some cornbread and, um, I've been having chicken tortilla soup, chicken noodle soup, um, uh, turkey chili. Uh, anyway, um, what about you all? Um, are you guys, uh, feeling the, feeling the cold and, and wanting the, the love of the soup pot? Well, it's funny because we too have been on a soup kick and it seems like how you've been listing off a lot of chicken recipe, Pam, we've been like trying to think of like, well, what chicken recipe should we add into the mix? Cause we've been doing chili and the cheesy potato soup and, um, oh, uh, what's the other one? Uh, it has been like a pork. it was a pork with, um, how many, John, did you develop that one? A pozole? Yes, that one. Yeah, yeah, I think we have a couple of pozole recipes. We do, and so I've been in. We've been adding that into the mix as well. So we need to add a little more chicken into our soup mix. <laughs> well, I do too. I just finished a big pot of uh, vegetable beef, and oh, it was delicious. But you know, when you're cooking for one, it takes a little while. But it was good. So yes, I'm ready to switch it up. I guess. Uh... I guess we got started early because we actually have, uh, Cindy always makes a, a vegetable beef and then um, I'll get a hankering for chili. And I don't know, yeah, it's like you were just saying, it's hard to cook, you know, just for two, so you end up with a big pot. So we're working through our freezer inventory of soup and chili uh, currently. Yeah, that's I was going to say for when cooking for one or two, your freezer's your friend. And uh, like you all, I can't make a small pot of soup that just it does not equate for me at all. Um, I know that we do have uh, for Valentine's Day, if you're celebrating with uh, the one you love, uh, we do have a really good um, lobster bisque recipe. I believe it was developed for two that Haley developed years ago. And uh, she made homemade lobster stock and um, uh, it's quite delicious. But yeah, most people when they're they're making soup, I, you know, it's, there's a lot of chopping involved typically and, and it takes a little bit of time. So I think if you're going in, go all in and then freeze it. Um, and uh, but it's hard because you can get burned out from the same old, same old. We should start some kind of a like a soup club or something where everybody does a swap. <laughs> Actually, I people like that out plan. there, right? I think that's pretty yes. good. Kind of like a, like a cookie swap. We should do that with a soup. Yeah. 
we could all take a different protein or and um, <laughs> that kind of thing. Um, what do you, I mean, are you guys more brothy or creamy and, or, and you like sort of ratio? Do you prefer a uh, lots of stuff to your liquid component or more the other way? Um, purees, I'm, uh, I like kind of an equal proportion of broth. I don't want it too thick, but I don't want it too watery from a brothy standpoint, but I like a variety of sort of vegetables and add-ins in my soup. Um, personal, if I'm just making kind of that, um, purees are okay too. Um, but yeah, I think I would, um, I do a lot of like, what do I just have in the freezer and what do I have in my fridge and what do I need to use up and get rid of? So I might start with a recipe, but I modify it a lot. Um, we're definitely a more uh, creamy, probably in our house. I should say my husband more. I would I would eat more, you know, chicken noodle or brothy. Uh, Shane definitely likes the hearty meat, creamy, cheesy potato. Anything you can, <laughs> not the greatest. We're probably cooking it. So. Yeah, I like both. I like to switch them up, but I like more in my soup if I, you know, like if I'm making a. A stew I like a lot of stuff in it or even if a soup I like a lot of stuff in there but I still if it's a soup if it's like a chicken noodle I do want my broth so you know I want it to be a good tasty broth so I guess I'm uh, all over the board aren't I I'm, <laughs> there you go I'm, changes I'm with the day school there Robin I uh, I like a lot of broth and I like a lot of stuff a lot of <laughs> vegetables and whatnot in uh, my brothy soups but that's only a requirement because I love oyster crackers or soda crackers. I got to crunch them up and get them in there. So <laughs> it all gets absorbed eventually. So. Yep. Absolutely. They have to go somewhere, don't they, John? Or throw <laughs> cheese into whatever it is. Yeah. yeah. I'll... Sometimes I think it's just a vehicle for those. So. <laughs> well, another good thing I was, um, I had in my pantry, I had gotten a big bag of seasoned croutons for something I had made uh, to a potluck in the fall. And I will just put seasoned croutons on the top of my soup to kind of thicken it, but for a little bit of that sort of uh, oyster cracker kind of idea. So you have some kind of bread to thicken, but flavor too. Yeah, that's a great, great idea. idea. No, you can make your own croutons too. If even just like a big piece of bread, you could season it up with a little bit of rub some garlic and um, saute it in some oil and and then dollop it on the top of your kind of like what we did in um, one of the soup recipes. I don't remember if it was in the fall or the winter edition. We had some soups. I'm just looking to see if I can see it here. Oh, it was in the fall the roasted red pepper soup with cheese toast. Now, you don't have to necessarily put the cheese on it, but the idea is to put a big piece of uh, bread a la French onion soup. Everybody loves that. <laughs> oh man, I haven't had that for a while either. We're making my mouth water. <laughs> yeah, and I think for me, it just changes with the day of what, what I want. But um, I do have a question. Um, do you all freeze um, cream-based soups? I don't. No, I don't think no. so. And honestly, in our yeah, house, we yeah. never really have leftover soup, so. <laughs> I don't as a rule. I may have at times. I just don't think it it really holds up that well. 
Um, and it sort of depends on probably how thick or what the other components are that are in there. Um, but I don't tend to make really creamy soups too often. If I want them, I might buy a homemade somewhere and then zhuzh it up on my own. So, um, so I don't usually have that kind of thing hanging around, um, too much. Uh, that's a good point though, Pam. It could be that if people are wanting to, you know, make a soup that has cream in it, that maybe, um, I know, I know a lot of times our recipes add the cream at the end anyway. So it could mm -hmm. be something you separate out a few portions that you're going to freeze. And then when you reheat it, add the cream then kind of thing. If that yes. could be a good, that's, helpful tip. I agree. I think that's a, that's a nice idea because you, you don't want to have to forego a good creamy soup. And if you are using your free, freezer for this, for, for, um, you know, if you're cooking for, um, on the, every, any given day, a, a smaller group of individuals, you probably might have some leftovers. That's a nice idea. It's kind of like with a noodle based soup. A lot of times we'll say, right. you know, kind of, um, separate out the noodles or, you know, add accordingly what you're going to eat because those noodles just keep soaking up that broth. Uh, same if you're adding, um, like uh, we did, I think, on again, one of the fall soups, I think it was, um, that had croutons in it. It was either the fall or the or the winter issue that had, um, yeah, it was. It was the Italian sausage bread soup with, with egg. Um, it You add some croutons to thicken it, but um, you don't want to add them really all in, especially if you're not eating it in one sitting. And, and I did that over the holidays or, or yeah, I think right after the holidays or something, I made a, a refrigerator freezer soup. We had bad weather. I couldn't get to the store and um, I was pulling on anything I had and the soup needed help. It needed flavor. So I threw some of those croutons in and then that was like, I'm like, I got to pull this out. <laughs> I've leached the flavor out of the croutons at this point, but let me get the, the mushy croutons out of my soup that I'm going to salvage. <laughs> or save or freeze. Um, yeah. Um, that's a, that's a texture I would not be able to eat. <laughs> oh, the mushy. I know. It's like if the oatmeal sits far too long, that creeps me out as well. It's done. So, uh, well, it was funny. I, I was, uh, I went to friends for a movie last week, um, a couple weekends ago, whatever it was and, um, had popcorn and, my popcorn was made first and um, for whatever reason. And so it ended up getting cold and I was like, yeah, I'm done. And they're like, why? And I said, cause it's, I don't like popcorn if it's not hot, if it's not at least warm, I do not want it. Oh, you don't like stale popcorn? No. <laughs> yeah, we all have our idiosyncrasies, <laughs> but yeah, if do. you want popcorn on a soup, then you need to <laughs> turn to John's couch potato soup because isn't there a popcorn oh, on as a <laughs> what as isn't a, there in there's the cheddar popcorn? Surprised, I'm surprised I didn't put Oreos in that. You know, <laughs> <laughs> if only you had thought of that, I'm sure you would have added it. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah, that was one of those soups that, that it's like. You're glad that John made it, but no way in heck could you feel guilty or, you know, uh, <laughs> feel good about making it yourself. <laughs> well, the other, like, kind of infamous ingredients was Slim Jims. 
Exactly. <laughs> and I love Slim Jims. <laughs> I do, too. Pleasures. <laughs> That's road trip material right there. Uh, yeah, I bought a big okay. bag of um, uh, turkey jerky <laughs> to travel with. It was quite delicious. It's I don't have any left. And it was a pretty good size bag because I got it from Costco. Well, you had a big trip. <laughs> I did. I did. I was on the road for quite a while. Um, so the other thing I was going to kind of mention, one of the things, um, you know, given that it's soup season and um, we're in the throes of um, trying to um, probably save a buck wherever we can right now, your freezer is your friend in terms of saving scraps from um, Parmesan rinds or um, trimming mushrooms or... Um, herbs that are on the edge, those kind of things are good to put in your freezer bag and keep in the freezer. So if you are making a soup or stock that you've got some pickings that um, in your freezer uh, that you can add to your soup pot or your stock pot for flavoring. I know we talked about that a lot, but, and also the Parmesan rind really does add a lot to um, bringing some umami flavor to, to soups and stuff. Um, but one other way you can use a Parmesan rind was um, in our tips. I think it was in the, I think it's in the holiday issue. I don't think it's in the spring issue. I think it's in the no, holiday I issue. Right. I think it's holiday. Somebody made Parmesan little um, croutons kind of um, by cutting up the rind and then baking them. They can get a little tough. So you have to be really careful of your dental work, I think, if, mem if memory serves me. But um, right. If you do want a different type of uh, crouton, uh, then that's something else you could top a soup with or something. Right. Or a salad. It's good on a salad or a soup. Sure. Either one. Sure. I, I think it was shown on a salad, so maybe it was our spring. <laughs> we can't keep anything no. straight here. No. <laughs> um, Another thing to keep in mind, though, if you're... Um, working with some hot roasted soup that you're going to puree. Be careful if you're doing it in a blender that uh, you don't want it to be, if it's too hot, sometimes it'll spray out the top if you have it too filled. And just, you yeah. know, be mindful when you're pureeing hot soups. Yeah, it's sure. the top right off a blender, which in a minute, which you don't <laughs> even well. think that can happen, but. Um, oh, uh, it's happened to me. And me. <laughs> Back in the day. <laughs> That's like the number one thing I feel like when you're in the test kitchen, like something like that's bound to happen. And I know I had like red splattered all over the walls. <laughs> well, and so it's not good and it's hot good, and it will burn you. <laughs> the good rule of thumb is to sort of fill it halfway and take the um, insert at the top <laughs> off and then lay a towel over it just so you get a little bit of heat um, mm -hmm. uh, letting and, out. And escaping. Escaping. Uh, Thank I think you. the air pressure changes or something. Right, and hold your hand on that towel so you hold right. the lid on it. So. Right, right. Just you oh, know, yeah. safety first, always safety first. I mean, and that's when a handheld blender, um, i.e. an immersion blender, really comes in handy. Yeah. But let's let's say something else about that little immersion blender because this popped up on my top uh, on Facebook. But keep it under, <laughs> under the surface because if, otherwise you'll have a splatter. I know, Robin, what you're going to say. Yeah. It gets clogged. Oh. If the emergence blender gets clogged, unplug it before you decide to just stick your finger in there and loosen it up. <laughs> yeah. Saying. That's a yes. good idea. 
Now, most people always know this, but just if you ever get into this situation where you pull it out and it's clogged and you think, what? I'll just flip that out of there. No, unplug it first. Mm-hmm. Yes. So this uh, podcast actually should be called uh, Mistakes You Only Make Once. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> um, 11 years later, it's like still not quite. It's better. <laughs> it's um, kind of why I... they have to say on like coffee cups, like <laughs> content is hot. yes i think uh mcdonald's had to live and learn that one because i think they were the ones they took didn't they get into a lawsuit from somebody suing them because of their and they they are it's well it's really hot those styrofoam cups that they used uh i don't know if they're still using them were just wicked hot yes um so yeah just if if there's a mistake to happen in the kitchen just ask me i you know (laughs) I but you've lived to, you've lived to tell the tale, Robin. <laughs> indeed, indeed. So um, yes. So, but so a I'm blender, gonna... I think, really is a is a great item to have in a kitchen when you're and the soups. It makes soup so much easier. And even if you're not gonna, um, like I at Christmas, I made uh, potato soup, and I just I didn't want it to be completely smooth, but I wanted to thicken it up. So I just buzzed up part of the potatoes in there. And, oh my goodness, mm-hmm. it just works so so mm-hmm. easy and so it makes it so nice so anyway that's so partly about soup and partly about making your life easy in the kitchen so you're here <laughs> and i have learned how to use one <laughs> so um i know we're talking soups here about we i kind of touched upon a couple of the other holidays in the month of um December, uh, starting with uh, today, which is um, Chinese New Year. And the one thing that I could say, especially if you want to keep it in the soup category, is eat a soup with long noodles in it. Because long life noodles are something that is sort of tradition in um, celebrating, what do they call it, the Spring Festival or Chinese New Year, because it is, it's supposed to, I think, help promote um, longevity in your life, or um, possibly prosperity. Not sure about that one. I'm sure there's something else you could put in your soup pot for some prosperity, but... Um, don't so, break the noodles. Uh, don't break the noodles, correct. And so a long noodle is what you want to eat for Chinese New Year's. And then usually, I know around the world for like New Year's, day new year's eve um eating something that's round shape is something that has um good omen with it so and i'm not sure fully about um chinese new year but anyway and then for groundhog's day i think i had said before just keep eating the same thing all over and over again all day long i was worried you're going to suggest pureeing the groundhog so i oh I'm just going with the Bill Murray movie, how Groundhog Day just repeats itself, and so you have literally, to eat the same thing. <laughs> literally, we just watched it last week, and um, it is a movie you can watch over and over again because there's so much that you miss. It's it's adorable. It's really cute. And um, and then, of course, there's Valentine's Day, and I think we mentioned earlier that uh, we do have uh, lobster bisque on, I believe, on our website that um, is for two. And clearly, you can eat anything for you can for Valentine's Day that has meaning for you, and whether you have extra 
Um, if you're just cooking for two, so be it. Mm -hmm. You have good leftovers. But um, if you want to make it a fancy affair, um, just look for something that speaks to you and is maybe a little more elegant. I think we had talked earlier that we have a chocolate soup, which could be very fun. Um, a nice little dessert for for you and um, whoever you're sharing your Valentine's Day with. Has anybody had that? I developed that. So it's basically just a sheer indulgence of um, drinking ganache. I, you know, <laughs> it's, uh, but we have it uh, as a garnish of uh, a fruit salsa with strawberries and good stuff okay. like that. And then I just was noticing that we have a dark cherry soup. So a dark cherry soup was something else we had on our website. So it was funny you mentioned the garnishes. I was going to ask about garnishes on your chocolate soup. Um, and say, I guess that's not the place where you want to add croutons or Parmesan cheese. <laughs> <laughs> I like the fruit idea much better than the than the, the cheese or uh, I mean, sweet and savory. <laughs> Some might like it. Well, uh huh. Yes, Nima, you're right, Maddie. <laughs> Maybe some spiced um, or or like. Um, with some chili spices or something on it, popcorn on the top of your chocolate soup. I mean, that's one of the things I think uh, for garnishing soups, I like, I'm joking, um, our um, texture. texture. I'm imagining yes. that nice soggy yeah. popcorn in there. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> texture. JK, just kidding. Uh, and I know... I know we've talked about this before about making your own broth and we have a a whole article in the winter issue on making your own homemade broth. And again, that's a good thing you can do if you do kind of try to save some quote unquote scraps and freeze them. Uh, it does help when it comes time to making stock or something, but there are also, uh, if that's something you don't have time for or you don't want to do there are really good um per you know available um packaged um broths out on the market actually it's kind of daunting i was trying to get some um beef broth this weekend and i don't um buy beef broth that often i really have chicken or vegetable stock on hand um and i'll just usually will buy a low sodium um broth and um but i went and the store had some um supply chain issues because it was there were some big holes in some certain brands and and things but when you look at a variety of brands out there it does the broth department is a little daunting especially now with bone broth and the stock versus broth um whole scenario and so um for me, I always pretty much buy, like I said, a low sodium, and I'm always buying a um, broth and not a stock. Broth is made with, let me get this right, it's made with the meat and the stock is made with the bones, correct? I think yes. <laughs> <laughs> I believe yes, that's correct. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Um, but I don't know if you could really discern a difference when you're looking at packaged um, broths or stocks, like, a, you know, at the at the grocery store. I, I can't say, I think if you're making a homemade version of something, you might 
sense the the um, nuances between them uh, more so than you would a packaged um, broth or stock. I, I don't know if anybody else feels that way. At least that's how I've you're going to get more depth of flavor, I think. Yes, and I think you will taste the difference. And I think your 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 broth is going to be a a nicer, deeper flavor, homemade. Yes, because you're going to take time to really brown the bones and and get a better flavor. That's oh, just my opinion. Sure, home. So I, I think meant... that's. Oh, uh -huh. I thought you meant in homemade. Yes, you're gonna. You're definitely gonna. I think you'll notice the difference between the two if they're homemade but not so much if they're uh -huh. commercially made. Sure, that's what I guess I was saying. I, yeah, I, I would feel yeah. like the commercial versions of, um, and and I don't tend to buy something that says bone broth for cooking. Uh, um, I don't know if you all do that. Um, no. Yeah. But what I The price do, point's too high for that. Right. Sure. And what I do to bump the flavor up and what I did with my vegetable, uh, my vegetable beef stew, and I do this a lot. Um, I use the just the low sodium beef broth, but I bump the flavor up a bit yeah. because it seemed a little wimpy. Yeah. Um, I bump it up with I like the better with better than bouillon. Sure. It's in a jar, and I just I kind of bump it up with that, and it just kind of gives it a little Riches. bit more of a yeah. It does just rich, you know, gives it a little bit more flavor in there, and. Um, probably because it has more sodium in it. <laughs> no, well, you know what? And it's not too bad, actually. I'm glad you brought that up because I, I we are big fans of that product in the test kitchen. Um, it really um, adds some depth. And um, and then, I mean, I remember in culinary school, we did that. We would enhance um, a broth that you might have had. a You have a broth that's sort of made on the fly, but then you'll add more aromatics to it and richen it up before you use it in something. Um, and so, I mean, I still put, you know, uh, some herbs in there and such as that, but that just kind of just gave it a little bit more of a, you know, a little more depth to it and yeah. it was quick and easy. And so I like, to, I just like to keep it on hand. Right. Um, that's just my little tip, <laughs> if uh -huh. you will. No, that's a good one. So does anybody have a favorite soup they'd like to give a shout out to that's, um, uh, you just can't live without that people might want to know about? It's tomato soup for me. Uh-huh. I had tomato soup for I, dinner last night. <laughs> um, I can't remember on the 30th, 50th anniversary of Campbell's tomato soup. Uh, they put out statistics or something like that. And um, tomato soup is by far their best-selling soup, I think, and in particular, just oceans of it have been used in Minnesota particularly, which is where I'm from. So um, even since I, I was in daycare way back in 19... <clears throat> uh, my uh, provider, my daycare provider, that's all we had was for lunch every day was tomato soup and grilled cheese. And so oh. I've had a world had a world of uh, cream of tomato soup, tomato soup, whatever it is, it's tomato soup. And we do have several tomato soups on our website. I know that we've developed over the years. Um, oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Roasted that, to cheddar tomato to, <laughs> yep, to creamy or, or just purees. Yeah. 
there's a lot yeah. if you want something a little fresher. Yeah, I I agree. I think that that is one of those nostalgic childhood sort of um, soups that just brings brings you right back to what wherever you were. <laughs> Way back when. We yeah. won't talk about yeah. the years. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I, I think definitely I thought, a favorite in our house is the cheesy potato bacon soup, which is like a cuisine favorite, I think, of a lot of our people. <laughs> yeah, I love that one. For me, it's probably a toss between New England clam chowder and French onion soup, because those were two my mom made. And so I, I mean, I, we would have Campbell's tomato soup. Um, but she didn't make that one from scratch, but she did make a, um, New England clam chowder and she did make, um, French onion soup and she made them usually for different occasions and certain times. So, um, so anyway, I have since developed both of those for the, um, magazine. And I think I've developed, I think I've told somebody this, I've developed three, maybe, um, clam chowders. I know I did a New England clam chowder, a Manhattan clam chowder, and then a Rhode Island clam chowder, which I didn't even know existed. Um, and then corn chowders and whatever other chowder you want to name. I've done a lot of those. And then I did a um, French onion soup. Yeah. If I had to pick between the two, I'd probably go New England. It evokes more memories for me. I think that's what it is. But um, yeah, I don't want it too thick though. I want it. That's the the balance. That's one of the things that I did like about the the Rhode Island clam chowder, um, New England clam chowder. When most people think of it, is pretty creamy and and a little thick. Manhattan clam chowder is tomato based and it's brothy and all of that. And a Rhode Island clam chowder is more. It doesn't have tomato in it, I don't believe. I but it's and it does have I think a little cream, but it's it's really brothy. And that was a nice thing to be introduced to uh, because I was developing something for the recipe. So I researched that and I did end up really enjoying that. So if you like kind of the clam chowdery kind of things, but you don't want something creamy, check out uh, Rhode Island clam chowder. Pretty good. Robin, what's your favorite? Um, vegetable beef stew. And that's because my mom made the best. And so it just, I love it. I love it. But I also like chicken noodle soup. Um, and I really like homemade chicken noodles, but not turkey noodle soup. And there's a story there. It's because when one time my mom was in the hospital, my grandma came to stay and she made turkey soup. And I just was like not having it. And it was a battle of the wills. And my grandma was a very strong willed woman. And I am a very strong willed person, too. And it was a battle to the death pretty much. But she won. Um so I just there's I know that there's not a lot of difference between turkey noodle and chicken noodle, but I won't eat turkey noodle because, <laughs> because of this childhood memory from when I was not that old. <laughs> so, you know, those things just they are deep. They are deep inside. <laughs> well, uh, I had a my laugh. mom put uh, cooked carrots in my tomato soup one day and, and it just totally took me back to what you were talking about. It was just I sat at the kitchen table for hours because oh. I couldn't leave until I finished that soup. And it was like, there's no way. Um, it was, it was not pretty. It was not a pretty thing. <laughs> and my mom wasn't there to save me. <laughs> oh, goodness. Yes. 
I, I, whenever I think of like canned soup, um, Shane, one time I wasn't feeling good and I care what, but he got like, um, chicken noodle soup in a can kind of thing, but he didn't know like some of the cans you're supposed to add like a can of water. <laughs> so he had just oh. dumped it in and heated it. And that thing was like <laughs> sodium bomb. <laughs> I bet your spoon stood up straight. <laughs> yeah. I was like, Whoa, this, uh, this didn't get thinned out at all. Did it? <laughs> so redirections must just be my stomach not feeling good still <laughs> good place to start though is that um and i gave this advice recently to somebody about you know uh how, how do i become a cook or what is it you know where did you start and whatnot and um my introduction to short order cooking and whatnot was having to make soup du jour every day and uh I think you learn so many techniques just for making soup, depending on, you know, what the soup is. And it introduces you to flavors and herbs and whatnot. And these are common soups. They're not just, uh, you know, outrageously, you know, esoteric soups or anything. But if you get the basics down, you've learned a lot about um, cooking, you know, whether you're braising or searing or, or whatnot. So it's soup building is really a great great introduction to cooking in general that's a good point john um it also involves a lot of times some knife a little bit of knife skills um in that yeah, you're prepping a lot of ingredients um and then you know you're um working with um like mirepoix which is basically your flavor foundation and it, depending on the ethnicity of the soup it may be um um, called a sofrito or something like that, but it's really mm. using carrot, um, celery, and onion, garlic, whatever maybe um, as your as your kind of base and background note. Um, and then there's sweating and deglazing and pureeing and stuff. We talk about that in our um, kind of back to basics article. I was just trying to think of what else. Um, cooking vessels. One of the things we did talk about too in making soups too, or using a large, um, like an eight quart stock pot or something like that. I like ones that are a little wider than taller. That's just me personally. I think it's easier to stir everything around. And I think it's, it's better for, give you kind of optimal room to work and, um, or just a large Dutch oven. And the nice thing about a Dutch oven is that it's can be used for baking bread. And usually the seals on it are really good. But I like that what you just said too, uh, again, John, about the the techniques that you learn in, um, and you, I don't think people really realize that. But I love also soups because I feel like they they can be a blank canvas, and I think it is it's let your creativity shine. Let your you know make it according to your palate. But go to your fridge, go to your freezer, go to your pantry, and see what you have and what maybe seems good to you, you know, start with a little bit of fat, um, cook up some aromatics, mirepoix, um, add in some vegetables, some protein if you want, and um, add in some broth or cream or something and uh, let it simmer, let it build some flavor. And a lot of times things are better the second day after they've had a chance to play in the, play in the pot for a little bit, chill, and then come back. It's a world of difference, at least. Uh, and I remember that the other day when I was making some soup and I, for, on first taste, I was like, oh, this is terrible. I don't want this. I'm going to throw the whole thing out. And then of course, on second taste, I was like, oh, okay. So you had a chance to hang out and do your business and 
Yeah, it's a blank palette, like you said, and um, it it can be, I should say. Sure. And um, you know, our my good friend Muriel. Uh, oh yes. Recently, corresponded with me that um, she had made some chicken noodle stew or something like that along those lines. A little bit of a refrigerator cleanout for her. And while she was in the refrigerator, she stopped and wondered about um, adding some Italian dressing or some blue cheese dressing to her soup. She was thinking she'd stir a little bit of that in for <laughs> so, you know, the game's afoot. You can you can really play. So interesting. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't know if I would add in um, Italian dressing. Italian but... dressing. <laughs> <laughs> a little vinegar can go a long way, and you have the. That is for... true. That is true. Well, and you're getting you're getting other flavorings along with it, and so yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, you got it. You won't know until you try it, and you could try it with one portion too, just to. Real <laughs> True. Um, hey, she's making it her own. She's yeah. making it her own, and that's what we really. I mean, I think all recipes, even though we um, say that all all our recipes, you know. They're they're finite. There there's this much. We give you a, a measurement. We give you a procedure and all of that. But our recipes are really guides, and really all recipes are ostensibly sort of guides. So start with the recipe the first time, and then tweak it according to your taste, and swap in whatever kind of works for you. If you don't like turkey, put in chicken. If you like That's chicken, right. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> I think turkey does have a distinct flavor, um, more so than than um, you know, different than chicken. But I think when you're eating <laughs> it in a soup, you can't tell really at all. I think uh, you're right. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so when it comes to leftover Thanksgiving turkey or Christmas turkey or whatever, feel free to to swap in the the chicken if you need to. <laughs> or, you know. Uh, is there anything else on uh, the winter wonderland that we want to talk about in terms of uh, cold weather eating and staying warm and um, taking a deep dive deep dive into the soup pot? It's okay to eat your feelings once in a while. <laughs> <laughs> I've been doing that too much lately, Maddie. <laughs> I had jeans on earlier and I decided to switch to uh, yoga pants. So. <laughs> Um, I, I, I put jeans on this weekend and went, oh, oh, this is, <laughs> yeah. So I think uh, maybe one of us has been doing a little too much of eating their feelings. <laughs> Everything in moderation. Yeah, so I need to keep the moderation part in mind. That's always a good plan. But well, winter is a good time to play in the kitchen. Yeah. And as I said, it's, it's cold where we are. So it's hard to get motivated to, um, not eat for your feelings and want to be comforted some way. Instead of a blanket, I'd rather have a cup of soup. (laughs) All right. Well, friends, thanks for joining me today. Um, Check out our website, cuisineathome.com for um, soups, stews, chilies, and Valentine's ideas, Chinese New Year's ideas. Make some soup for the one you love. And um, happy February, everybody. Thanks for joining me. Visit our site to learn about special offers, new products, and more for purchase. We offer live cooking seminars from pasta making and cast iron cooking to pie baking and stir frying techniques. Our special interest publications feature recipes centered around certain topics like feel good food and slow cooker dinners. We also offer custom Cuisine at Home branded kitchen tools 
such as aprons, cutting boards, and bench knives. Shop all of our offerings at CuisineAtHome.com. <laughs>